Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bastion News Radio Network. We're here about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I am your host, your proud host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can always, always go to the site, Locker-Report.com, and check out some original content on the NFL that you will not hear from anywhere else around the globe. And also, make sure you follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter, at Locker underscore report. On Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small cats. On Facebook, LockerReport.com. And also check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook, but also subscribe on YouTube, the Locker Talk podcast. It's growing. Make sure you check it out because this show here, then we do the show for the video-wise so you really see highlights and breakdowns and all that good stuff. But most importantly, always check us out on the Bastion News Radio Network.com where you'll find this show and listen to the show Anytime you want to, it's available to you seven days a week. So make sure you guys check out the Bastion News Radio um, Network.com. All right, folks, I hope everyone is having themselves a good day. The sun is out. You know, the country is starting to move a little forward. People are getting vaccinated. You know, there's light. The light is getting brighter and brighter. So we're almost there to some kind of normalcy. But at the same time, still make sure you guys stay safe, wear your mask, and then whatever protocols that you have to go through to make sure that everyone around you is safe, your family and yourself. Please continue to follow it. We're doing our job here, everyone, on the sound of my voice. So keep it up, everyone, and let's get ready back to some good stuff and making this um, situation a lot better um, than what it was before. Now, speaking of situations, <laughs> I'm trying to get things better than what it to try to mirror like how it was before, is when we're talking about players, you know, when we're looking at players, evaluating players for um, the NFL. Now, this year, um, as we know, no workouts <clears throat> no workout that was implemented through the NFL, all that was canceled due to COVID-19, so we understand that. And because of that, the ones that lose out are small school players, you know, the large school players, you know, big powerhouse programs. And, and it's not no fault of their own as far as the players that's out there. You know, they had the opportunity to really – Get in front of scouts and really show their talent because a lot of, because the majority of them are really really talented and they really next level and you cannot deny their skill set, you know. But there are other players there that have a solid skill set as well from small schools and of course HBCU schools that you know Tim that typically get overlooked. And when we look at the climate of this country and and why they uh, and because there were no workouts, it was really really a trying time two years in a row to find certain talented players um, that could be, you know, on someone's team's radar, you know, to, you know, that that's under that, that's somebody's radar but can actually make an NFL roster. So it's a little more challenging because you can't put our personal eyes on them. However, the process is the process. Um, per, NFL personnel, uh, myself included, you know, we dive in and still take advantage of what, is out there and what's available to find that talent, to, create, to collect the data that is needed 
to see what we can do and say, here, check these guys out. Let's see what these guys can do for you. Now, with that being said, with no regional workout, no uh, NFL regional combine invitational, the other small schools, it was one of those things that I would say during this whole evaluation process, which took a little, it took a little longer. Players that were eligible for the NFL in 2021 because of COVID-19, um, they either did not play or their season was limited. It was, it was limited as far as in terms of competition play. Because of that, NCAA granted you know, all the seniors, you know, every, granted all, not just seniors, but everyone, uh, another year of eligibility so that moving forward to the 2022 season, those players that was eligible for 2021 will be eligible for 2022. So that was a good thing. So it helps these players, especially small school guys, to not, to not miss an opportunity. Um, last year, when the pandemic had fell upon us, it was right in the middle, stabbed right in the middle of the evaluation process, trying to get players um, to get into the NFL in 2021. Uh, but because of that, NCAA had really jumped on, jumped on it really fast, and some of the players that got caught up in the middle that were eligible, many of those players probably didn't realize uh, how you know that, that if they could push their eligibility to another year. And so with that, so with that happening, some players that was in the midst of that did not get a chance to really see an opportunity to sign with a team. There were some that still was looked at, but you still have a good handful that was overlooked because of the process of trying to evaluate players. So that part was missed. However, the best part going forward into this year, those players that missed out on being selected or at least getting in front of the scouts last year, they will have an opportunity this year, which brings us to the point of the show for today. HBCU players was in the same category, but because of last year not being able to take advantage of what we had looked at, the ones that were eligible for 2021, um, that was eligible last year in 2020, now they eligible for 2021. No workouts, but there was an HBCU workout that took place a week ago um, in Alabama. The league did not, you know, it's not from the NFL. It was basically a workout, a combine recognizing that HBCU players needed a workout. And majority of those players were players that were eligible for the 2020 season. So from, from reports and from talking to those that were there, um, especially the violators that ran it, who I'm very familiar with and uh, will have on, matter of fact, or will have um, next week, the HBCU Combine Executive Director, Phil Blackwell, um, who also works with, uh, who I work with doing the NFL Regional Combine. He planned to come on to the show next week, you know, so he could talk about how that HBCU Combine had worked out. Um, but leading to that workout, recognizing the names, majority of the names were on the NFL football operations, HBCU Combine last year. Majority of those players was at this workout a week ago. And so it still had the door open since these were players that I had evaluated anyway. I started talking about these players again, getting them ready and getting you, the listener, acclimated of some players from the HBCU program to watch out for going to the 2021 season. For those players that come through the NFL Regional Combine, which 
Locker, Dash Report, and Locker Talk is predicated around majority of those players who I reached out to all decided to wait till next year to make themselves eligible for 2022. Now, when you go up against small schools and you're trying to find contacts on players, you know, unfortunately, it's really hard because a lot of the administration don't have a lot of the players' information, personal information. They can reach out to them to talk to a coach. And then sometimes you have some players that do not have a social media platform where I can reach out to them and communicate with them. But for those who I was able to talk to, they all want to wait till next year. So for us trying to find out players that would be, you know, um, that would have probably been on the NFL regional combine um, platform, I mean, invitational for this year, since that was canceled, I'm not going to really stress or try to evaluate those players because most of them, from the ones where I contacted, are going to wait to the 2022 season. But the HBCU workout that was a week ago, and knowing that I have a list of players that made themselves eligible for the 2021 season, hey, I already evaluated these players. Now I can get right back into talking to these players again, about these players again. And for the last two weeks, we were heavy on the defense side of the ball, the players that we had talked about on the defense. Now, today we're going to start talking about the players on the offense side of the ball. And the offense side of the ball was incredible for us to work out from last week. So that's going to be really, really fun as we jump into talking about um, these players, you know, because, hey, after all, it was something that was needed, something that was, uh, I would say, dire, because when we look at the the situation with the HBCU players, how at one time they were prominent players that was that were going to the NFL, signing with NFL clubs in the 60s and 70s, and everything pretty much went south for a whole number of reasons, but the, we'll get to that part um, down, the, um, down the line with um, when we talk about the historical part and the relationship with the NFL. But today we're going to definitely um, talk about some players going forth in the 2021 season because that's, that's what this part of the show that we're going to definitely talk about and we're going to get right into talking about these players um, offense side of the ball that showed out in last week's workout. And in essence of what happened with the great Dion Max, one of the greatest to, to ever do it as far as hip-hop, we're going to honor this show with having his music playing in the background when we talk about these players on the ACCU platform, talking about these offensive studs that showed out last week, but also just basically backed up what I've been talking about these players since last week. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bastion News Radio Network. Now, the Andre Francois, we are familiar with this young man with his brief time with Florida State. And when he was in Florida State his freshman year, he pretty much set the college football world off. He was the ACC player, the freshman of the year that year, hands down. Everyone looked towards Francois going to be the guy that's going to lead this team right back to the prominence of winning the national championship. Unfortunately, he fell short, and the thing started to happen to him personally, which allowed him to, the unfortunate situation for him not to be able to finish his collegiate career with Florida State, went to another school, and then wound up landing in Hampton University where he finished out his collegiate career. Francois, 6'2", 220 pounds now. When this young man worked out, 
clearly, clearly, and I'm not not surprised, and even from watching his virtual pro day that he had put on last year, this young man can make all the throws. A complete play-action quarterback, very strong. His deep ball, pretty accurate. He definitely improved on that. He definitely has a better touch as he matured. He definitely have a better touch on the ball. Quick feet, clearly very, very noble. Uh, very, very mobile, athletic, reads defenses very well, and the best thing about it is that he's shown that he has gone through his progression, checking off at least, you know, and checking off three, four times, whatever he needs to do. So he definitely had improved in that area. He can throw the ball on the run, hard to bring down because he's such a physical specimen, very athletic. He has good pocket presence, definitely got a lot better there, very smart, and like I said, he can make, all the NFL throws, very savvy, and very talented for his position. Now, he could be one of those sleeper quarterbacks, signal callers, for the 2021 season, and he's one of those players that we definitely cannot overlook. And to see that he's back on top, I would say, of his game, it will be really interesting seeing what will happen for him going to training camp um, this year. Solid, solid player. Solid, solid workout. Looking for some great, great things for him moving forward into the next level. Now, as far as ball carrier, Deshaun Waller from Alcorn State, 5'11", 209 pounds. This young man has great feet, great awareness, has bounce. His, he has an excellent stop, start, and go ability. Very patient as he allows his blockers to help set up for him moving forward down um, into the field. So he definitely showed that he had the patience to do so on the field. He hits the holes. He don't, you know, pity pat or stumble or second guess himself. As soon as the, he gets the ball right in that cradle, he's gone. He just takes off, and that's the best part about his game. He does not hesitate. He hits the hole, and he's taken off. Move very well in between the tackles, very balanced. Use his blockers very well, good vision because he has patience, and he can go the distance. He has that type of breakaway speed. Has the stamina, very elusive, and he, and he actually makes sure that with him being elusive, he makes sure that he's still watching out for what's going on around him because that's very important. With your vision, you definitely want to see what's going on. Um, we listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Now, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the players that were evaluated last year that was at the workout and actually put on a, a solid, solid show in, um, for, in front of some Canadian CFL scouts there. So make sure you guys stay locked in. This is the uh, Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Welcome back. Bring back to Like a Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And make sure you guys always, always stay locked in on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com, where you can hear this show anytime, seven days a week, and also some excellent programming that's on the show as well, like you and the Law Show with Chief Keith Humphreys and Chief Virgil Green. A show about having an open and honest conversation with America about law enforcement and their relationship with black 
and Brown community. You can listen to this show live every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or always, always on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com or you can always check the show out on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com at any time. So <clears throat> make sure you guys continue to stay locked in on this growing, growing network. Now, <clears throat> last week they had the workout with the HBCU players um, that was making themselves eligible for the 2021 season. And it was definitely a solid workout that was there. And one of the people that actually talked about it was the HBCU executive director, Phil Blackwell. And Phil Blackwell had definitely gave a quote about the workouts, and he said, quote, the HBCU combine was like a, was like a second chance and gave me an opportunity to showcase my talent. I mean, that was one of the players had mentioned that. But his statement was, quote, the outstanding athletic performances by the HBCU players obtained in the pressure of this condition. They are not regularly reported by mass media compared to their counterparts. These performances prove the importance of the HBCU combine and the necessity to connect worthy HBCU players with professional football teams, end quote. Uh, Phil, love Phil. Can't wait to have him uh, back on the show. This guy, very funny man. Enjoy talking to him a lot of times and being with him. is full, full of knowledge. Himself was a uh, former NFL player when he played for the Carolina Panthers as a defensive back. But when it comes down to evaluating, this man is one of the most passionate men that I've known, and it's going to be an honor to have him come and um, be on this show when we get all this stuff all situated now. When we talked about, now when, when Mr. Blackwell, when he talked about the, the performances that were there and not having the media there to watch these players, they may have missed out and they missed out in seeing something special there. However, at the same time, the information will get out about this one particular player. And I talked about this young man last year, and I'm proud to talk about him again. And his name is Mr. Jimmy Robinson from Bethune-Cookman. And like I said, we started off this show remembering and honoring the great DMX who passed away a week ago. Now, I hope, you know, hope that he and his family, I hope that his family is okay. But we're going to continue to honor this dude because, hey, he's definitely one of the greats, one of the legends out there, the best to ever do it. So with his music playing in the background, we're going to get right into Mr. Jimmy Robinson. Jimmy, who is 5'8", 109 pounds now, doing his workout, no matter what workout you may be at, when you see someone post a 429, basically at the two of his runs with with, with four twos. Both of his two, both his runs were four two. The first one was uh, four point two nine. That was the second run. I tell you, that that right there, speed translate and all automatically put himself in a situation where he should be drafted. If his name is not called at least on the second day, definitely got to have his name called on the third day. But if you see him get his name called on the second day, that would be great. But he definitely should have his name called regardless because of the type of performance that he had put forth in that matchup. So that is something incredible. When you run a 4-2, that is insane speed. That is Tariq Hill speed. And that cannot, cannot be overlooked. Now, well, what Jimmy's ability is, a solid workout. Now, this guy is what you would consider a return specialist, a solid return specialist. He's definitely have playmaking potential 
every time he touches the ball. Every time he touches the ball, it, it, it was almost looked as if that he was going to score or he was going to put his team in a great, great situation. And that's one of the things that is viable on the NFL level, especially when you have someone like that that's a, a solid special teams player. Now, very explosive, very quick, has balance and control. He actually has elite breakaway speed, elite uh, breakaway speed. I don't like to use that word elite when it comes down to college football players because they're trying to get to the NFL and trying to compare their skill set on the highest level of football is premature. But speed is not, is not immature or not premature. And he definitely had that elite breakaway speed. Clearly, he's not easy to break down space. My goodness, you get him over space, kiss a goodbye, he's going to make you look bad. He has good hands, great feet, very savvy, very confident, and he's a very, very emotional player. So, Jimmy Robinson from Bethune-Cookman, um, watch out for this young man. I think he's going to have some good stuff. Now, DeWanna Tucker from Prairie View A&M. Now, he's on the short side. He's 5'5", 185 pounds. It's no problem because when we look at the other HBCU player, that, that's really great. And uh, Tyree Cohen for the Chicago Bears, I think he's around the same height, 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. So, president is set. This young man, definitely his size should not hamper his chances to get into the NFL. This young man is very, very electric, very shifty, incredible balance and control. He has decent hands out the backfield. That's my goodness. You're having a wide receiver, I mean, you're having a running back from out the backfield that can catch, that is very, very viable in the NFL. He keeps the ball high and tight across with his, with his chest, so that he can avoid it being stripped, which shows that he has very, very good fundamentals. He's very explosive in open and in traffic. You know, he because of his size and his speed, he's really good in traffic. Solid stop, start, and go. Very calculated. He has a quick first step. His plant and go is phenomenal. But his strength, but his strength is surprising to anyone because He's powerful in stature. You look at him, you think that, you know, he's a, someone you throw around. No, he is he is compact, very solid, very confident. He is clearly a legitimate, a, a legitimate playmaker, very, sleepy, very slippery, and very determined. Now, when we look at pass catchers, Elijah Bell from North Carolina A&T, 6'1", 225 pounds. He has good up. Up, um, he has good upper body strength, very physical, very aggressive in the bump and run coverage. Oh, my goodness. In bump and run coverage, this young man, he just gets at it. That's for sure. You know, so bump and run coverage, he's very, very, very aggressive there. Now, he has strong hands. He has good hand usage. He makes – now, this is the most important part about receivers, especially from small school guys. You want to make sure that the player is making hand catches. This young man makes hand catches. He rarely, rarely allow that ball to touch his body. That is 100% skill. That cannot be taught. That right there will jump right off the paper for any NFL scout to see that he's that fundamentally sound in making those hand catches. He has body control. He does not shy from contact. Very intense. He keeps the ball high and tight as well. Not would not be surprised if he had 
was a running back at some point in his life. His stiff arm, <laughs> his stiff arm is crazy. Very exceptional stiff arm. And with a team that's looking, you know, that has a running game, he's one of those wide receivers, one of those pass catchers, mind you, that does a very good job in blocking down the field. Solid in traffic, and the best thing about it, one of the best things about him is that he knows his spots. He knows where to be at on the field to help make a play for his team. So definitely watch out for this young man. Now, Marcus Williams of Florida A&M, 5'11", 185 pounds. He has decent hands. He's, he's very reliable, a good return man, soft hands, quick. He's more of, I would say, more of a possession receiver because, you know, he's not the fastest guy out there. He has quickness. But as far as being a possession receiver, that's his strength. He is definitely fearless, excellent, excellent. Tight end. Tight end Deshaun David from Bowie State. 6'3", 230 pounds. He is a good possession target. He's definitely going to be one of those guys in the middle of the field. A good quarterback will love this type of tight end because he not to picks his spot in between the hash. Very strong, good speed, great awareness, believe it or not. And the thing is, he always makes sure he stays in the sight of the quarterback because it's very important that if a quarterback is in pressure, under pressure and in trouble, which is common in the NFL because these defensive ends, these defensive coordinators, they get at these quarterbacks. And a quarterback definitely always want to make sure they have a bailout plan if the play they they wanted to go for breaks down and nothing happens. When you have a tight end that's going to be right there, visible, staying in front, uh, staying in the quarterback's eyes, that is a plus. And that is a niche that Deshaun David from Bowie State has. Good vision. And also the thing about him, although he's 6'3", maybe a little challenging there as far as um, being a tight end on the next level may probably have to switch off back and forth as a wide receiver. But what was stand out with him is that he catches the ball at the highest point. That's the part that I like about him. Now, another solid player named uh, Cavante Morris from Shaw. Now, my fault, Keontae Moses. Moses from out of Shaw University. M- Moses is six foot. 238 pounds. Now, he's a tight end in college. He's not going to be a tight end in the NFL um, at that height. That's something that I know for a fact that's not going to happen. So he's definitely going to have to convert over to being a wide receiver. The best part about this, though, him going to a wide receiver, is that he is a disciplined route runner. This young man is sharp in all his cuts. He has great hands. Catches the ball very well in traffic. Good speed in the open field. Know how to find his spots. He's very, very detailed. Very smart. Very tough. And he can be physical. The reason why I say he can be physical because he's calculated. He's not going to take those hits unless he has to. Unless it's a situation where he has to to get to a certain spot in the field. But if he don't have to, he'll pick another spot, present himself to be ready, for the pass to make a play. Very, very calculated with his soft hands. 
he have good feet, he have a good turn and go. You know, he can actually come off a break with his route. As soon as he makes that turn, that cut, he don't lose his speed, which is really, really good, especially being six foot, weighing 238 pounds. Very athletic, and I'm telling you, against the zone defense, this guy is lethal. Very lethal because he is a disciplined route runner, and when you have a disciplined route runner going up against zone defenses, that is nothing but a plus for that team. So that's one of the things that really, really stands out. Because of his size, he don't look that fast. But he's surprisingly pretty pretty quick out there. His quickness is very surprising. Not going to break away from you, but his quickness in and out of his breaks, surprising. He will surprise a lot of people. And also, I would say that he's completely a gifted pass catcher. This young man was born to catch the ball. And hopefully he can be able to show out his skill set when he gets to when if he gets an opportunity to be before scouts and trying to make an NFL team. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network and make sure you guys check out this show on the Bachelor News Radio Network dot com. That's the end of the show for today. Next week, looking forward to having a guest on to the show and then probably talk about the offensive line. And then the following week after that, that's when we're going to roll right into the draft, leading right into that Friday into the third day. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter, at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small cats, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook. And make sure you guys subscribe. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to Locker Talk Podcast on that channel. And also make sure you guys check me out on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com, seven days a week at your leisure. Make sure you guys stay tuned and locked in. Everyone stay blessed. Be safe out there.